Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. All right, I've been lingering about in this group, and I'd like to share my story. I've always believed in the paranormal until, ironically, I experienced it. I have since moved, and all is well again. Buckle up, we're going on a journey. To give you some visuals about the land, it was a crappy old trailer sitting on five acres in a really beautiful valley in the southwest. There is a seasonal arroyo, which during monsoons would turn the back three acres into nearly a lake. The back half of the property was lined with a wooded ridge, kind of a mountainous area. It's very rural, about nine miles from town, down the crappiest dirt road that has ever existed. As with most adults, I entered a period of life with some pretty big obstacles and struggles. It was a sequence of events which led me to renting this run-down piece of crap. At the time, it seemed serendipitous. One night, while hanging out under the new moon, an acquaintance had mentioned a property near her that I could possibly rent for dirt cheap. Fast forward to the next new moon, this property owner contacts me. I told her that she could give her my details if it came up as available. And... After some chatting, we agreed to meet. Now, this place was not the Ritz. Heck, it wasn't even the Howard Johnsons. It was a rundown trailer that hadn't been cared for in probably forever. I believe firmly in listening to my gut, but any red flags that came up were squelched by my excitement to maybe have an opportunity to pull myself out of the financial hole that I had dug myself into. He needed some work done on the property, and he would trade me for rent. I was swept away at the glimmer of freedom that I was staring at. I hands down accepted the keys. Before moving in, I had to first clean the entire place. So much bleach. As I cleaned out several years of other tenants' things, I took note of how many sentimental items had been seemingly abandoned in the closets. Some of it I set aside with no idea what I'd do with it. It just felt wrong to throw it into the dump. After several weeks of bleaching and blessings, I was nearly ready. I invited a dear friend of mine to come out with me to celebrate. While finalizing the cleaning and working on a broken water pump, the acquaintance, now neighbor, comes over with the entire family in tow. Two small kids, two teens, and a husband. The energy shifted in a way that I couldn't have not noticed. The husband was behaving off, we'll say. He wasn't being social, nor was he being antisocial. In the spirit of don't rain on my parade, I brushed it off. It was discovered that the keys had been locked in their vehicle, and he, the neighbor's husband, would need to go fetch the spares from next door. He invites my friend to go along with him, leaving me with the acquaintance and children. We were chatting and listening to music. I knew a storm was coming and was feeling excited for an early summer storm. She, on the other hand, was becoming increasingly anxious. She has no fear of storms, at least none that I know of, but she's pacing with one of her smalls looking out the window for headlights. I was in the kitchen and she on the porch looking for the returning men when there was this biggest, loudest boom that I had ever heard. My entire body swayed with it. I said to the kids in the kitchen that Mother Nature was being very vocal tonight and I giggled to kind of ease their surprise. The youngest she was holding is screaming and She's come back in the door, absolutely bawling her eyes out. Now, I'm completely confused. I take the baby to comfort him, and I hold her in my other arm. 
She cries and weeps for the next however many minutes until the men arrive. She departs shortly thereafter. My husband is absolutely invigorated and my friend is quite obviously shook. Turns out they were driving on the road back when the lightning struck the ground directly next to their vehicle, scaring my friend half to death. The strange part, though, was that the drive takes less than three minutes. But from the boom, the lightning striking, and when they actually arrived was at least 20 minutes. After the neighbor family departs, my friend is ready to go. Go right now. After arriving home and checking in with one another, he tells me that he loves me, but he will never go out there again. At the time, I thought, well, maybe he was just really freaked out by that freak storm and it would pass. He never would come back. And in fact, our relationship took a nosedive after this. Fast forward to move-in time. I've got all my stuff in place and my dog, rabbit, and cat all seem very content to have places to stay. I was feeling so good that this was my ticket. I had a bonfire soon after and I burned all those items that I kept when cleaning the house. It just felt right to let them go ceremonially. The first night, I had a nightmare. The worst that I had had in many years. I kept waking up and falling back in. Each waking I woke screaming. I know, I know it sounds dramatic, and it was. So here's the dream. The dream took place entirely at this new place. I was so afraid, no one would help me. There was one of the teen boys curled up in the corner wearing flower pattern swim short type things. He wouldn't answer my pleas. I kept peeking out the windows into the blackness, knowing that there was something outside. I finally summoned the courage to open the door. On the doorstep were snakes, green snakes twisted around one another. I screamed for someone to call the neighbor, and he needed to bring a gun. He arrives and he gets out of his truck with a shovel and a nonchalant way about him. And that was the end of the dream. The nightmare left me a little bit on edge, as when I have nightmares, I'm typically under stress and I didn't feel stressed in the least. Two days later, I'm lounging in my hammock enjoying the sun and watching the rabbit and the cat play in the fenced-in area while the pup is sniffing about outside looking for treasures. I hear a very loud noise near the dog and simultaneously the dog jumps back. I go to investigate and there's a damn rattlesnake right outside the fence. I've never in my life seen one or heard one for that matter. I decide that I have to take care of it because of the cat and the rabbit's safety. I know that there's a pellet gun inside that might do the trick. I stare at the snake a moment longer. It looks weird. That's when I see the second head. Never have I seen one rattlesnake in my years of life, but here I'm staring at two all entangled together. I immediately decided that this job was above my pay grade and I called the neighbor over to ask him to bring a gun. A few moments pass and he arrives. The moment he exits the truck, I flash back to my nightmare and my breath just caught in my throat. He exits the vehicle with a shovel and a coy kind of grin. His teen exits as well, wearing the exact shorts that I had dreamt and was uninterested in being there so he was quiet. He dispatched both snakes, noting to me how dangerous it may be for me to live here without a gun. His tone and look made my skin crawl. As time went on, the nightmares grew worse, but were always at the property. 
In my nightmares, I would scream Bruja, a word I have never used in my life, was now a frequenter inside my mind's eye. The dream shifted to images of something dark and slimy in the back room. I can't really describe what it looked like, but I knew its texture. The back room was vacant because after moving in, I had felt increasingly uneasy in that space. I couldn't go near it in the dark without feeling fear so deep that I wanted to vomit. The neighbors around me became increasingly rude and seemed to be making a point to make me feel unwanted. I finally got the point. I was terrified to be there and was so sleep deprived, I called on a shaman to come out to visit and help me bless and clear whatever weird things were hanging on. She asked me what exactly was happening that made me feel that I needed an outsider, and I told her. She asked me where it was, I told her. She was quiet. She told me no. She would not visit, and it was her advice that I leave and leave immediately. I wasn't ready to leave that easily, and I told her so. I would not be chased away. I called around till I was connected with two women who agreed to come perform a cleansing for me. During this, we walked the yard, and we came to the bonfire ring, and she dead stopped. What did you burn? I was kind of taken aback at her tone. I told her, and she says, you shouldn't have done that. Directly after that, she informs me that she needs to leave. I never heard from her again. I became increasingly isolated as anyone who would visit me wouldn't revisit. Dear friends who point blank told me the area made them uncomfortable. I began to wake in the night between 1 and 3 a.m. every single morning. One of those times, I woke to a deep male voice saying words that I could not discern. Another, a woman's voice saying words that I could not discern. Yet again, a deep male voice saying, I'm not ready yet. These incidents left me feeling crazy. There had to be an explanation. There just had to be. This is where I should say that my belief in the paranormal was tested, and I realized that I don't think I ever really believed. One morning, I feel myself wake, but I don't open my eyes, and I say in my mind's voice, no, I will not look at you, and I drifted back to sleep. I was suddenly awoken, but this time it felt like I had a fever. My body was so hot, and my mind's voice says, it's time to wake up. I glance at my phone, and it's 2.30 a.m. I downloaded a sleep recorder, because why not? And what I captured was a thing. The most distinguishable was a woman's voice saying, come home. Another was singing in a far distance. Another was a woman's voice screaming, shut up. It was around this time that I started seeing the thing in my peripheral vision in the kitchen. My dog would growl at the windows into the darkness and wake up barking often throughout the entire duration. She was aggressive to every single neighbor and my landlord, but no one else. So here's a few things to summarize. Number one, on about two miles of road, there were about 11 properties which had seemingly been abandoned in the middle of the night, leaving behind all of their possessions. Number two, the items I burned were love letters, children's cards to their mother, and items such as that which had sentimental value. Number three, I placed cameras outside hoping to find someone coming up and messing with me. The only thing that I ever caught was a big deer coming through. Number four, I was told by ghost chasing types that this place was a portal being used by other worldly things. 
Number five, when I moved, the neighbor dropped by on my last night and point blank told me that I couldn't leave. He wouldn't let me. There was a lot of rambling that evening. Some included random comments about being a Scorpio and him a Leo. He was stronger than me. That I knew what had to be done. Now mind you, at this point, my partner had moved back from the East Coast and was there that evening. My landlord then continues to say that I couldn't leave and I couldn't take my partner either. Nothing ever came from it. I moved and have never looked back. There was a man who lived down the road that was suspected of spray painting strange things under some abandoned houses. One of them said, keep out, Krampus is watching at some point, but it was all painted over to show only the words, is watching. On multiple occasions, various vehicles would stop on the road by my driveway and sit there. This was not a traveled road by any stretch, so coupled with the unexplained, there was a lot of downright strange human behavior as well. Number six, please don't chastise me for a lack of evidence. Number seven, it was an absolute worst eight months of my life. Number eight, I contacted multiple shaman, seer, ghost people during this time and all told me under no uncertain terms that I needed to move and I needed to move immediately. The reasons why it varied, obviously, depended on the person. I think I can summarize it down to the area was full of nasties, which they were not willing to work with, and these nasties meant me no good. And number nine, I reconnected with my good friend after I moved from that terrible place. That story was sent anonymously. I am 22 and this incident happened a year and a half ago. I had just moved into my first apartment and was in the process of moving in. The door that led into my apartment locks itself automatically when closed. So I was going to the entrance of the apartment complex to get my mail while talking on the phone with my boyfriend. I returned to my apartment and I sat on the bed while opening the mail while using my phone. I dropped the phone on the floor and it landed under the bed so I had to lie on the floor and stretch for it. I saw something that caught my eye. There was someone under my bed. My eyes widened and I choked the urge to scream. This person under my bed was lying perfectly still with his back towards me and his head to his chest so I couldn't see his face. And he didn't see me. Trying to be rational while so many thoughts were rushing through my head, I picked up the phone. I said, sorry, I dropped my phone. I'm just going to take a shower and call you back. The bathroom is right next to my bed, so I hastily walked in, quietly locked the door, turned the shower on, and I jumped out my window. My apartment's on the first floor, and I called the police. They told me to wait nearby, but to go across the street and see if anyone comes out the door to the apartment complex. Now, this was during the summer, and it was still light out. I placed myself across the street, hiding behind a car while watching my open bathroom window and the entry door. I called my boyfriend and he came to me just before the police. I gave them my keys and they went inside. Only moments later, two cops came out holding a thin and tired looking man. His eyes looked crazy, but he didn't try to get away. The policeman that had stood beside me and comforted me while the police searched throughout the house, and trust me, I was a mess, shivering and crying, 
told me that the man stood outside my bathroom door with one of the kitchen knives waiting for me to come out. This man had somehow crept into my entry door while I was getting the mail and hid under the bed. The man that was trying to hurt me turned out to be a homeless person and was placed in a mental hospital. My boyfriend moved in with me the very next day. Thanks for reading. I just wanted to share my story so that others might know what to do if the situation like this occurs. The police told me that what I did was truly amazing and rational, and if I had screamed, this could have ended really badly for me. A story was sent by Myra. Let me ask you something. Does anybody else, when really tired and just as you start to try to go to sleep, get a random word or phrase thrown into your head automatically by a random voice that's louder than your usual thoughts? This usually seems to happen to me as I start to try to go to sleep. The words are quick phrases, never really seem to make sense, and I don't ever feel a presence near me or anything. It's literally just someone else's voice yelling into my mind really quick. It just seems like some weird glitch while my mind is starting to go to sleep mode or something. It doesn't feel paranormal at all. Well, last night the phrase was by a woman's voice saying, Enjoy happiness. And right after it was said in my head, my son, who was asleep, he starts talking and said, I enjoy. Like as if he was agreeing with the statement. It's just too bizarre to be a coincidence. It's like we had the exact same thought at the exact same time. I swear there's so much more to this life than we ever will know. A story was sent by Nate. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.